Welcome to the BCS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of Code Newbie. And I'm Vaidehi Joshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the BCS blog series. Today we're talking about cycles in graphs. This season of BCS is brought to you by Dev Discuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and a legendary voice in tech. So an unpopular opinion should be like, computers were a mistake. Was, <laughs> was this all worth it? and how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech. I basically walk through this world through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened. As well as how little-known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also, you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so when it comes to graphs, what is a cycle? So a cycle in a graph is basically a way of going from one node back to somewhere that we came from. Okay. And we sort of touched on this a little bit last episode when we talked about self loops and backward edges, mm-hmm. where basically you can have an edge that either takes you back to where you came from or back to yourself, where yourself is like a node. So if you're traversing a graph and you suddenly realize that you are on an edge that takes you back to somewhere you've been, you've basically encountered a cycle. Okay. So in a graph, we have a, is it just called a cyclic graph if it has a cycle in it? Yes. So when you have a graph that does have a cycle, it's a cyclic graph. And on the other hand, when you have a graph that has no cycles in it, that's known as a acyclic graph. And really creative. Yes. Yeah. They're kind Mm -hmm. of (laughs) what you would expect in terms of names. (laughs) No surprises. Yeah. (laughs) But when it comes to a cyclic graph, you just need at least one cycle in the graph. And that is enough to categorize it as a cyclic graph. Just one cycle is necessary. So recently, we've been talking a ton about DFS, depth first search. Is there any connection (laughs) between DFS and cycles? Ooh, that's a good question. So there actually is. In fact, we can use the depth-first search algorithm to help us detect if a graph even contains a cycle. And that's specifically true with graphs that are directed, which means Mm -hmm. that they have directed edges. So when you have a directed graph, you can use DFS to figure out if that directed graph also has a cycle in it. 
why is that important? What is the, what's the point of having these cycles? What do they do for us? Why do we care? So a lot of the times what we actually care about is sort of the opposite. And what I mean by that is we care that our graph doesn't have a cycle. A lot of the times we don't want any cycles in our graph because there's a specific type of data structure that is called a directed acyclic graph, which is also known as a DAG. DAG. (laughs) Yes, you have to say it exactly like that. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) And a lot of the times we use directed acyclic graphs to implement other things. In fact, they're pretty common in computer Mm -hmm. science. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you usually, if you have a graph that you're traversing through and you're, you know, you want to use a DAG, you might want to check that it doesn't have any cycles in it. Or Mm. you might have a directed graph and you want to see if there are cycles in it, in which case, you know, you would know you're not dealing with a DAG, you're dealing with a directed cyclic graph. So a A directed cyclic graph, a DCG instead of a DAG. Oh my God, that was amazing. This is why nobody likes cookies. They're hard to hard to say when you use when you use abbreviations. Oh man. Okay, so we care about these things called DAGs. Where would I see a DAG? Where does it come into play? Mm. So I mentioned that they're sort of all over computer science. A couple examples. A DAG is basically used in dependency graphs. So okay. they're they're kind of like a fundamental concept when it comes to resolving dependencies or handling updating of packages, like if you've used a package manager or something like a gem file, if you use Ruby or NPM or Yarn, like all of those libraries, they're, they're all uh, managing packages and they all care about which packages are dependent on one another. And mm. so if you think about each package as a node in a graph and the various dependencies of all the different packages, like uh, mm. one might rely on another and another might rely on a third and a fourth. And if you sort of visualized it, it would basically be a directed acyclic graph because each of the dependencies would be a node in the graph. And mm-hmm. the dependency that de- that is dependent on something else, a different package, would be like the edge that connects them. Mm-hmm. And it's important that those don't have any cycles because you would not want one dependency that you're reliant upon to be dependent on something that it relies upon because right. then, now you have a, a cycle and then it's yeah. like, how do you resolve that? Seems yeah. bad. <laughs> Especially if one had like, you know, some sort of update and it was like not backwards compatible or if it mm, had like uh-oh. a security issue, like yeah. I don't even know what you would do. But this is why you have DAGs. Wow. Okay. And they're also in like, you know, job scheduling and task scheduling when you have processing in an application and also state machines as well. There are certain times when you're trying to track the state of some data or some object and you don't want it to like go back to a prior state, which Mm. means you don't want it to be able to reverse back to somewhere that it came from, which is Mm. just a DAG. Yeah, because if it were to refer back to where it came from, it would be a cycle and we don't want that. Yeah, and if you like imagine something like job scheduling, you wouldn't want a job to like 
have a self-loop or a backward edge because then it could just schedule itself infinitely. And that seems bad. Mm, Oh, that'd be (laughs) really bad. Oh, boy. Okay, so I totally get the DAGs are super important. But we said earlier that we can use DFS to detect cycles in a graph, basically like Mm -hmm. making sure that the DAG that we think we have is actually a DAG. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? We talked about DFS using a stack data structure under the hood, right? Yes. And Mm -hmm. in previous episodes, we talked about how as you sort of go deep into the graph and you go one node at a time and you visit the child of a child of a child, you just keep adding a node on top of the stack. So what that Mm -hmm. means is as you start visiting one node, you don't really finish visiting it until you hit the last possible child, which means you hit a dead end, and then you can pop all the nodes off the stack. Right. But if you're using a stack data structure under the hood and you're using depth-first search, you can effectively keep track of which node you are searching through to begin with. So what I mean by that is if you start looking at a node before you really start looking at its children and going deep down the DFS path, you can basically like add a little flag or a note to yourself Mm -hmm. to know, oh, I'm looking through node U, Hmm. and this is the first node I'm starting with, and this is the one that's being processed. And so it's kind of like a little reminder to yourself that this is the node that I'm starting with. Mm -hmm. And as you keep looking at its child and then the child of its child, as you run DFS, we'll recall that As we visit a node, we look at who its children are, right? And we, you know, Mm -hmm. pick a child and we go down deep into that path. So if you go and visit a node and you notice, hey, this node has an edge that goes back to the node we started with. Wait a second. We're already processing that node. We're already visiting it. How come we already have an edge that's pointing back to it? That edge tells us there's a cycle in the graph. Because you basically have something that references where you started from. Okay, so it's those little flags that help us see that. Yeah, and we we can sort of like have a flag to help us see where we started from, uh, the, the node that's currently being processed. And you can also do that for like pretty much any node you're looking at internally. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, if I've added a node onto my stack and... I'm, you know, looking at its great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchild, and I noticed that that great-great-great-great-great-grandchild has a reference to one of the nodes already in the stack, Mm -hmm. then that tells me I've already looked at something that it's referencing. Mm -hmm. I've got another edge that takes me back to where I came from, and that tells me, oh, I've got a backward edge. I can go back to something that's in the stack, which means I have a cycle. Okay, so basically we can use DFS to see if there's a cycle, and if we do have one, then we know we don't have a DAG, in which case we're very sad because we like DAGs. (laughs) Yeah, we're sad without DAGs. Sad without DAGs. Okay, so this episode we talked about cycles, we talked about cyclic versus acyclic, we talked about DAGs, which is our new uh, tool that we think is really cool and that is used everywhere. Our new best friend. Our new best friend, that's right. And it feels like we've spent a lot of time in the DFS world. We've touched on like a bunch of things. And I think this is the last of Depth First Search for this show. I know. It's so sad, but it's okay. Oh, man. 
oh, we got to move on, right? You got to move on to other algorithms and other topics. We've spent like a good chunk of time just digging into DFS and seeing all there is that it can do. So go DFS. Yeah. So much to learn. You can go, you can go so deep Deep. into DFS. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll be the last deep joke we make (laughs) on DFS. (laughs) And that's the end of today's show. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out Vitahee's blog post. Link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make. It's the first original podcast from Dev a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Mm-hmm.